Ladies and gentlemen, we present The Big Business Lark by Laurie Wyman and starring Jimmy Edwards, Frank Thornton, and Gwen Cheryl. <laughs> to most of us, advertising is something which gives us extra pages in our newspapers so that they're enough for us to wrap up our fish and chips. Or it's a coupon through the letterbox which entitles us to threatens off a product we didn't want in the first place. It's also a splendid way of lighting up a television program every 15 minutes <laughs> on a certain channel which will remain nameless if I want to keep my job. It's the TV commercial for British United Plastics that has its managing director and chairman, Sir Charles Boniface, blowing his sparsely covered top the morning after it was screened. Did you see it? It was awful, Edith. I'll never live it down. Sir Charles, what are you? Did you see it? On the ghastly goggle box last night. Oh, the British United Plastics advert on the telly. No, I'm terribly sorry, Sir Charles. I was out. Let us hope that the rest of the country was out as well. <laughs> oh, I promise you it was one and a half minutes of undiluted purgatory. Suffice it to say that I emerged as a complete nana in charge of an empire of hippies. <laughs> I gather you didn't like it. You're very sharp at times, very sharp. Of course I didn't, you silly old bat. It was a major, <laughs> a major disaster. Morning, partner. Did you see our commercial on the television last... Yes, you did, didn't you? I can tell by <laughs> I don't know what steaming twit hired those advertising agents, but as soon as I find out, he's fired! Bye-bye, father. Enjoy your retirement. <laughs> wasn't me, was it? Oh, look, I didn't, did I? You did. Frank, ring the idiots up and tell them their contract is cancelled. I suppose you wouldn't like to ring them up yourself. Don't quibble. Just sack the fools and make sure that that monstrosity is never shown to the public again. <laughs> I didn't think it was as bad as that. I, I particularly enjoyed the shot of the, of the front of the building when, when that fat man in a pinstripe suit and bowler hat staggered out of the door, lurched down the steps, dropped his briefcase, spilled all his papers and had to go on his hands and knees to pick them up. <laughs> That sounds terribly funny. Who was it? Him. <laughs> the steps were slippery. It must have been raining or something. You were stoned. Nonsense. In that case, after you picked up the papers, why did you walk to the rolls and climb into the boot? <laughs> How was I to know they were filming it all? I mean, you know what business lunches are like. You were stoned. Will you stop saying that? Just make sure that my wobbly walk does not go out on the television again. There is, there is just one snag, Father. The whole object of that commercial was to sell Polystuma cine film. If we don't put out any commercials, nobody is going to know about it. Funnily enough, I had realized that. All that bit about this commercial is made on polystumer protected film and will be preserved forever. If we show it again in the year 3000, it will be just as sharp and clear as it is today. It doesn't mean much if we're going to burn it now. <laughs> all right, all right. There's a perfectly simple answer. We'll make our own commercial for polystumer film. So get on with it. Me? I, I, I don't know anything about making commercials. Neither did those twitch who did the one that went out last night. <laughs> I, I thought the bit where you drove the sports car with the polystumer body along the beach in the moonlight was all right. Yes, so did I. Until I came to a grinding halt because I hadn't noticed the tide had come in. <laughs> Incidentally, sorry about that. What do you mean, sorry about that? <laughs> it was your car. <laughs> what? 
No wonder he wouldn't start the day after you did the filming. It was full of salt water. Well, not exactly full, but the soles of my shoes did get a trifle damp. <laughs> Evidently, your floorboards leak a little. Now, I, I should get them attended to. I might want to borrow it again. Forget it. I, I'm not even going to tell you where it's parked in future. Oh, if he wants it, he'll find it. No matter where... <laughs> if he wants it, he'll find it. <laughs> now, do stop... Shuntering amongst yourselves. Concentrate on the new commercial. It's extremely urgent. Why? Why? Well, this American idiot will be over here shortly, won't he? Edith? Not a clue. Oh, didn't I tell you? Oh, well, I can't remember the fool's name, but he's the head of Trans Global Pictures or some such rot. And he's staying at the Carlton Grand for a couple of weeks quite soon. What about it? Well, he's television potty. He never turns it off, apparently. Perhaps he likes watching his company's old films. Uh, possibly, possibly. Nobody else does, but he may. But uh, anyway, as Polystuma film is cheaper than anyone else's, I thought we might get an order to supply his studio with it if he sees our commercial. You crafty old devil. You, you want him to come to you instead of you going to him? Roughly, yes. Yeah. That way I don't have to give quite such a discount for bulk buying. <laughs> <laughs> With luck, we can sell him hundreds of miles of the stuff. I see. And I presume if we don't, I'll end up paying for the commercial. That thought had crossed my mind, I will admit. Still, I'm sure you'll do a splendid job, my boy. Never mind about the firm. What is needed is something of a more personal approach. Now, I don't want to influence you, of course, about your choice of subject, but I would have thought that what was wanted was a short film of the real me. <laughs> it would be banned. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I mean a film of my everyday activities here in British United Plastics. Who wants to see a film of you having a kip? <laughs> Frank, will you stop taking the mickey and make that film? It's got to be on the box every night whilst that American twit is here. Well, I'll do my best. Do. Let's hope the result isn't so old-fashioned as that last one. Do you know, apart from my dodgy exit... The rest of it looked as if it was made by 19th century fox. <laughs> How much further is this blasted place? We've been in this taxi for days. We're in Water Street now. The preview cinema is uh, just up on the right-hand side. Preview? You can smell the diesel, can't you? Preview cinema? What the hell is that? Where you can see the new commercial I had made. You had made? I thought you were to make it yourself. How could I? I don't know the first thing about it. I hired a continental producer to make it for us. Oh, continental. Can you smell that diesel? Continental. <laughs> it's not going to be a bit sort of... I mean, you know, it's not going to be one of those... I mean, there was, there was one I saw by accident a week ago. <laughs> Seventeen times. That was extremely... <laughs> Well, I mean, you could have, you could see. Wow, well, yeah, they must have enjoyed making it. I'll tell you. His name's Monsieur Blenkinsop. Hey? He had an English father, oh. and he has a fine reputation for making commercials, cinema verite, and all that. That's just what we want. Cinema. What does it mean? He films things as they actually happen. Now, shut up and get out. We're here. I think he's going to switch the engine off in a minute. Thank goodness I can't stand the stink of that diesel. Anyway, <laughs> I'll go in and introduce myself. 
<laughs> I'll go in and introduce myself. Pay the taxi off, Frank. I just knew that was going to happen. Well, I'm glad you weren't disappointed. Oh, good morning, my man. I am Sir Charles Boniface, sir. Where would you like me to go? Don't tempt him. <laughs> this way, Sir Charles. Uh, the lady will take care of you. She's expecting you. The lady? She's expecting... Oh, is she? Uh, this establishment is a cinema, isn't it? Of course, sir. Well, I just thought that after that remark and bearing in mind that we are in Soho, it would be just as well to check up. Coolies? <laughs> <laughs> plush doors, is it? Oh, yes, please, sir. Hello, good morning, Sir Charles. Oh, good morning, my dear. <laughs> of course, this is all new to me, you understand. <laughs> Up to now, I like it. I definitely like it. Is this way, Sir Charles? Oh, I couldn't walk that way. They'd all make... <laughs> Hang on, where is he? Where's Frank? Right here. Fifteen and six, plus the tip. What? Taxi fare. The driver reckoned your size was extra as excess luggage. <laughs> you made that up. Uh, if we could uh, get into the viewing room, gentlemen, they are ready to show your commercial. I, I, now, there's one thing I should warn you about. Uh, follow me, please. It is in... <laughs> <laughs> Got her. That is what I was trying to warn you about. Just uh, sit down, please. The commercial will start in a moment. I've never been to the pictures at ten in the morning before. Is the girl about with the ice creams, you know, and the chocolates and the gin and the scotch or anything like that? Shut up. It's going to start. Announcing British United Plastics' latest venture, Polish Humor Film. Cheaper and longer lasting than any other. Cut your film costs by using Polish Humor Film. In his penthouse office, Sir Charles Boniface, the managing director and chairman, receives the latest production figures of Polysumer Film from his secretary. Oh, hello, Sir Charles. Here are the latest production figures for... Ah! <laughs> I remember that. Where was the camera? I didn't know he was... <laughs> but Sir Charles is not always desk-bound. He believes in seeing how things are done on the factory floor. Here he is with Elsie Podmore of the Polysumer Film making section. How nice to see you down here on the factory floor, Sir Charles. <laughs> it is not often that a person as powerful in industry as you takes the trouble to... <laughs> I thought that was a rehearsal. <laughs> Looked like the real thing to me. <laughs> And now, finally, here is Sir Charles with yet another satisfied customer. <laughs> stop it! Stop it! Stop the film! It's slander! It's always the same. If you want a thing done properly, do it yourself. Pardon? I shall have to make this wretched commercial myself. Oh, hell. I mean, who's paying for this one we've just seen? I presume I can put it down to expenses, along with the taxi fare. No, my boy. You can put them both down to experience. Learn from it. All that lot? What am I supposed to learn from a bill that size? Never trust a relative in business. <laughs> They'll do you rotten. <laughs> that I learnt the first day I joined British United Plastics. You welcomed me into my office and told me how much the rent was. <laughs> well, it was worth a try, wasn't it? Now, we'd better get over to see this American film mogul idiot. Time is running out, so I shall have to... Just go and see him instead of waiting for him to see our commercial. I see. 
As you don't reckon the mogul will come to the mountain, the mountain will have to go to the mogul. <laughs> you uh, didn't think that was a bit funny, did you? Might have been funnier if I had said it. <laughs> you just go and get a taxi and we'll go to his hotel. Ah, here we are, room 607. This is the penthouse suite, isn't it? Why these Americans always have to live so high up beats me. Perhaps it's near the television area, and he gets better reception of his old films. Just a tick before we go in, I forgot what the fool's name. Samuel J. Pakanaka. <laughs> Can you smell that diesel for me? <laughs> Yes. I don't believe that. Hi. No, he's not. He hasn't had a drink all morning. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, this is the Charles Boniface, and uh, I'm his son, Frank. Oh, come on in, Charlie boy. And Frankie baby. I'm Sammy. I beg your pardon? Sammy. What's happened to your voice, Sammy? <laughs> and your shape, there seems to be some sort of discrepancy, I don't know. Oh, no, my name is Samantha. I'm called Sammy for short. Oh, thank heavens for that. I was named Samantha after my father. He's expecting you. Will you follow me? By all... Watch it. <laughs> thank you, my boy. Old habits die hard. <laughs> Hey, Daddy Baby, here's the English oil. Oil? Oh, oil. Oh, no, I'm not an earl, actually, not yet. No, I'm just a knight. And a knight we'd prefer to forget. <laughs> Shut up, stop. Ah, come on in, fellas. Great to have you meet me. Park your carcasses. Would you care for a highball? <laughs> No, not particularly. Don't mind. I wouldn't care for a highball. A low scotch would suit me better, thank you. And me. Ah, great. Sammy, slosh the boots for the boys, will you? What a delicate turn of phrase. <laughs> now then, Mr. Knuckleboggle, may pick up. Now then, Mr. Packernacker, you have no doubt heard of my company's latest product, Polystumor Film. Nope. Yeah, well, that's got us off to a good start, isn't it? What my father meant, Mr. Packernacker, was that in view of the wonderful films you've made in the past, we'd like you to be one of the first to change over to Polish tumor film for your next epic. It, it, it's so much cheaper than any other film, you see. I like that, I like that. With a name like yours, I thought you would, yeah. <laughs> now, did you see the rerun of my Mississippi Mudboat Moonshiners on your TV last night? Of course. We wouldn't have dreamt of missing. Of course, one realised it, it was made a long time ago. I mean, I mean, the direction was pretty awful, but I'm sure I need hardly tell you about that. I was the director. <laughs> I'm sure you did what you could with the cast available. I mean, that stupid twit who played Stanish of the Mounties, he was amateurish only. Pop also played Standish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
but of course without the hair I hadn't realised it was him I mean a brilliant portrayal <laughs> the only character one really believed in must have been terribly difficult for you my dear sir trying to work with that ghastly woman who was supposed to be the Indian squaw she just didn't have a clue what it was all about did she that was my wife <laughs> Amazing, we haven't heard more of her, really. Sir Charles, you might be interested to know that I am over here to set up a deal to make an epic picture in grand eye scope for my company in which money is to be no object. Oh, really? What's it going to be? The life and times of Harold? <laughs> I'm not at liberty to divulge the subject at this stage. I would merely like to make it clear. And in view of this conversation, I shall not be making it in Paris Tumor film, nor will I ever make a film with your product as long as you are managing director and chairman. Goodbye, gentlemen. No, hang on, I haven't finished my scotch. On the contrary, Father, I think you have. This way. Hello, Edith. Is Father in? Uh, well, um, uh, sort of. Uh, they keep splitting about all over the place. Edith, people father's size don't flit. They flop. <laughs> What's he up to? It's this commercial for British United Plastics. Oh, not again. He's not still trying to make it himself, is he? Well, you know your father, Mr. Frank. Once he starts something, he never gives up. And he's been filmed in his office, and now he's being filmed on the factory floor. As a foreman. <laughs> he's what? Oh, didn't you know? Oh, yes, he's playing all the parts himself. Whatever for? Because he couldn't find any real foreman who would say, what a lovely man Sir Charles Boniface is, convincingly. <laughs> that is possible. He's also playing a farmer. A farmer? What the heck has that got to do with British United Plastics? Oh, it's just to show how polystumer film captures all the delights of the countryside forever. I say, is this Sir Charles Boniface's office, Doc, here? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm his secretary. Can I help you? After working with Sir Charles for the last two days, I doubt if anybody can. <laughs> I'm uh, Talbot Smythe, the producer of the wretched commercial for Bup. Honestly, I've had to work with some ham actors in my time, but really, you just wouldn't believe it, Ducky. <laughs> Knowing father, we would, Ducky. Oh, calm down, Talbot Bach. Will you take another of your tablets? Now, I've had eight already today. Who is, uh, uh... Oh, this is Myrtle. I'm the continuous girl. <laughs> not continuous Continuity, dear well, I'm not so sure she could be right <laughs> uh, Have you, uh, have you uh, been in films for long? Yes, yes, all day <laughs> I'm hoping I'll be in them tomorrow as well no. What can I do for you, Mr. Smythe? Nothing I can assure you that just about the only nice thing Sir Charles ever said to me Was that my check would be waiting in this office Is it here? Oh, yes, of course here you are. So very kind. Now, he wants me to rush back to your laboratories and get this wretched polystumer film processed and edited so that it can be on the telly this evening. Oh, don't you worry about that, Talbot Bach. You go on, put your watchets up for a bit. I'll take the film and get it sorted out for tonight. Oh, you've suffered enough already. All right, you are. Now, are you sure it can cope? Of course. 
I can. I'm well, shall I? <laughs> They've never been the same since that do at Carnarvon Castle, have they? <laughs> and oh, there's beautifully looked, so impressive and regal. My dad made a fortune there in our deck chairs, too. Mm. I'm terribly glad for your sake, dear. Now, could you get that film down to the processing department, please, Ducky? I gather that Sir Charles wants it on the air tonight so that some sweet little American film chappy can see it before he sails back on Monday. Gibbs, baby, the TV is not. It's not broken, is it? Oh, relax, Papa. It's just warming up. I only got in two minutes ago myself. Ah, gee, that's a relief. They're showing my guns across the Wabash in a couple of minutes. Again? That was a good picture. <laughs> now, give it a shade more contrast, Samantha, baby. Great. In just a moment, guns across the Wabash. Again. <laughs> but it was a good picture, so stay tuned to this channel. No, really, I mean it, I do. I just couldn't tell the difference. Madam, I think there must have been some mistake. I was about to offer you two packets of another well-known washing powder for the one that you've just eaten. <laughs> products from British United Plastics. Polystumer film is the latest development from our factories. It's sharper, it lasts longer, it's cheap, cheap, cheaper. Hear from our managing director and chairman. Who are me, old darlings? Who are me, old sweethearts? Here, down on the farm, come at spreading time and amongst the diesel fumes here. <laughs> we always filmed the harvest with that, that polystumer film. From British United Plastics. Gives my old woman and I a sense of achievement as he watches it all being harvested again in the living room during the long winter months. <laughs> Gee, I always said that Sir Charles Boniface wouldn't last long. See? They've replaced him already. <laughs> but our managing director and chairman is never deathbound. Meet one of his fellow directors who knows him well. Yeah, well, he knows what he's up to and that, doesn't he? I mean. Looks after all us workers at the old polystumer film factory and that he does. Oh, yes, he does. He gets himself down here amongst the boys with his fags and his wallet and his plate darts. He likes to see for himself that everything's going all right and have a sniff at the diesel fumes, you know. He likes to, <laughs> he likes to get down. And don't forget, this here polystumer film is cheaper and it's guaranteed. Hollywood has gone right flaming potty over it. Can't make enough of the stuff we can't. Get your bullet humor film whilst the stocks laugh and that. Sammy, baby, give me another highball. Remind me to call him up about this polystuma film tomorrow. Good morning, Father. Or should I say, who are, my dear? you just. The memory of it is... All too clear. How am I ever going to justify this little debacle to the board of directors? I just don't know. It's cost a thousand. Funnily enough, as far as I know, nobody has rung up to find out why everybody in British United Plastics is a bit thin on top 
And there's a great big moustache. There's something else I forgot. Unfortunately, in that farmer's smock and floppy hat, we could hardly see your face. It could have been anybody. Let us be grateful for small mercies. Oh, I recognized you when the brim of your floppy hat blew up for a moment. Oh, there was a draft, you see. <laughs> and you could smell the diesel, my dear. <laughs> I'll sue them, that's what I'll do. I'll sue the idiots. That may be just a touch difficult. Why? If you remember, you made the film yourself. Oh, you're loving this, aren't you? You're positively reveling in it. Not until I get my 15 and 6 taxi fare, no. Oh, I'm crying out loud, Edith. Pay him his 15 and blasted 6 blasted pence. Plus tip. All right, plus tip. Pay him. Out of what? The petty cash. How can I? You had it all to make the film. Oh! That's what they do. That's what they do. That's what they do. They get up to the crack of dawn. <laughs> they get up to the crack of dawn and they phone each other up. I've got an idea, they say. Just for a giggle, let's all get together at St. Charles' party. <laughs> and they're succeeding. Aren't they? He's going tulip-coloured again. No, he's not. He's perfectly under control. I've never felt calmer in all my life. I am perfectly under control. <laughs> You're not, you know. You're all purple. <laughs> I'm not purple. You are. I'm not. Ah. Not. Ah. Not. I'm just... Tulip colours. <laughs> He's done it again, right back where we started. Hello? Oh, could I speak to your new managing director? This is Samuel J. Packernacker. A new managing director? Oh, oh, uh, you, saw our, you saw our commercial last night. I sure did. Great stuff. Now, did you see guns across the Wabash? Sure did. Great stuff. Again. Uh, uh, one moment, please. It's, it's our American cousin. Who? Samuel J. Packernacker. Yeah. He wants to speak to our new managing director and chairman. New managing? What's the trick talking about? He saw a commercial last night. I think he wants to speak to, uh... Oh, I, my dear. <laughs> well, he thought, oh, oh, well, oh, this is going to be rich. Still. <laughs> oh, uh... <laughs> Hello, my dear. Hello, sweetheart. <laughs> managing director and chairman of the British United Plastic speaking... What be with you, then? Back in there, here. About this Palestuma film of yours. Oh, <laughs> I've just had studios on the phone. They want me to make a new film. It's a sort of sequel. It's to be called Bombs Across the Wabash. Well, I guess we could make it in your Palestuma film, if the price is right. I certainly, my dear, but I mean... Why, my dear? I figured on ten dollars a hundred foot less than you quote. Are you drives a hard bargain, me old sweetheart, my old beauty? Ten dollars a hundred foot less, it shall be, me old love. Ten dollars less? Shut up, I know what I'm doing. Great. Get the stock sent out of Hollywood right now. I start shooting on Monday. Find a deal with you. Ah, tell me. Whatever happened to that Sir Charles Boniface? Oh, um, he, um, he landed right in the, uh, I couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Ten dollars per hundred foot cheaper? Are you out of your think box? We'll lose a fortune. <laughs> I don't think so. I've just had the bill for the commercial we put out last night. Was that on Polly's tumor film? Of course it was, you stupid old bat. <laughs> well, then where's the profit? 
We've cut the cost of the film to rock bottom now. Possibly, possibly. I must admit that the film is cheaper than anybody else's, but just you wait until he sees how much it costs to develop and print. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> It'll cost him four times as much as anybody else's. And we're the only company who can do it. Just <laughs> <laughs> cost putrid Pekanaker a bomb. Father, you are a double-dealing, dyed-in-the-wool, two-faced, twisting old double-crosser. Oh, Armadier. <laughs> That's what I'd be right now. That's what I'd be, oh, Frank Colton and Gwen Terrell have been advertising the big business lark written by Laurie Wyman. Jimmy Edwards was Sir Charles Boniface, Frank Thornton was Frank Boniface, Gwen Terrell was Edith Chalmers, Samuel J. Pakanaka was played by Alexander John, Samantha was Elizabeth Morgan, and Torbert Smythe was Nigel Graham. The show, the last in the series, was produced by Alistair Scott Johnston. <laughs> <laughs>